feel the master. I feel we the Welcome back to the program. This is your host, Juan Wells, coming to you live from the MyBillReview.com studios. And I want to appreciate all my sponsors, MyBillReview.com. MyBillReview.com helps you save money on the things that you work with in your home and in your business, from home security to telecommunications, all the way down to your landline systems. Give them a call today if you want to save some money. Again, that's MyBillReview.com. That's my billreview.com enter your information into the website and they'll be able to assist you with all your needs thanks guys for coming back and listening to the program again i'm thankful for every click every listen every everything this is my divisional round playoff preview and the long and short of it the games are about to start in about three to four hours was hoping to drop this a little bit earlier in the week but came under the weather as you can tell my voice is a little still a little stuffy but i'm gonna make it through this podcast First game out the gate, we got the Minnesota Vikings going against the San Francisco 49ers. The Vikings coming fresh off their victory, emotional victory in overtime versus the New Orleans Saints. I had picked the Saints because of Drew Brees. I was wrong, as I mentioned in my last podcast, but at the end of the day, Vikings pulled it out. Kirk Cousins, you like that? You like that? Well, he pulled it out, and you can't even um, knock him for it. Um, the Minnesota Vikings coming to this game. Um, with a lot of, with an uphill battle to say the least. Uh, they rank 23rd in passing. San Francisco ranks 13th in passing. Um, the Vikings rank sixth in rushing. The Niners rank second in rushing. Vikings rank eighth in um, points. Niners rank second in points. It's it's a pattern all the way throughout this rankings. It's kind of trivial to keep going through it, but at the end of the day, it looks like the San Francisco 49ers have the the upper hand in all of the, the varying situations from rushing to passing to yards allowed to sacks. They're even turnover differential. Um, it's obscene. Offensively, the San Francisco 49ers rank second behind only the Ravens. Defensively, they rank second only behind the Patriots. Um, turnover differential, the Minnesota Vikings, that's how they stay in games. They're fifth, but the Niners are only 11th. Um San Francisco is the favorite going into this game. Um, let me go back and check a little bit on this. But what I'm getting at is the San Francisco 49ers do three things very, 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 very well. These are the things that they do very well. The San Francisco 49ers, one, on offense, they vary their formations. Very similar concepts, but they come out in so many different formations with their zone blocking scheme because this is Shanahan type of offense. Uh, Mike Shanahan is uh, the younger Shanahan's um, dad. And if you can think back to those old Denver Broncos squads with John Elway um, in that zone run scheme with Terrell Davis, you see how the play action um, allows them to get easy passing yards through misdirection. And because the offense knows where they're going, the defense doesn't, you get where I'm coming from. And then you got the crowd on your side too, and you have home field advantage. So Mirror that with the Vikings have a really good defense, but at the end of the day, San Francisco 49ers offense is legit. Their run game has features three backs, Matt Burita, 
um, Tevin Coleman, and they also have another feature back. Give me two seconds to pull him up. Um, San Francisco. But they have a third feature back as well who went off on the Ravens in their um, game. And I'm going to pick him up right. Let me go back to that Ravens game. Ravens or 49ers, which was a great game back um, back in November. That was one of those games where you just saw a measuring stick game. You just wanted to know who was who. Turns out both of these guys were truly legit. But in that game, the leading rusher for the San Francisco 49ers was somebody who no one ever actually heard of before that game. The kid's name is Raheem Mostert. Um, in that game, Raheem Mostert came up with 146 yards rushing. Now he got 772 yards on the season, eight touchdowns, tied for ninth in the NFL. That's how prolific the rushing game is for the 49ers. They got three rushers on their team, Matt Ravita, Tevin Coleman. If I go pill up Matt Breda, Matt Breda came up with, and he's injury prone, but at the end of the day, he's still getting the job done. 5.1 yards a carry, 623 yards, 123 um, attempts. Even though he had one rushing touchdown, he still was effective at 5.1 yards a carry. Then you go with Tevin Coleman. On the other side, four yards to carry, 544 yards, six TDs, 137 attempts. So they split their attempts evenly. Um, all of them got over a buck 25 attempts. All of them got over 500 yards rushing. Um, all of them have a touchdown. All of them have over four yards um, per carry. Now, this is not a 49er love fest. It's just I'm leaning towards the 49ers winning this game. It's a seven-point spread. I think that the 49ers win by 10 points, not just because – um, the rushing factors, when I go back and look at what the 49ers do well, yes, they run the ball well, but they don't pass the ball particularly well. So it's all on Dalvin Cook. He's the star that stirs their drink. Now, the 49ers defense is where I really like to focus in on because they are second in points of law, um, yards allowed in the league. Well, Minnesota's 15th in yards allowed. So that means that they're going to eat up more clock because they're a rushing team. Dalvin Cook is amazing with 250 carries and 13 touchdowns. But, again, like I said, you got Mostert, Raheem Mostert, with 137 carries, 772 yards and eight touchdowns. He's only five touchdowns behind. Then throw in the, the statistics of, um, of Coleman and Breida. Basically, they overrun by 500 yards, what Minnesota did with Dalvin Cook alone. Jimmy G, he has a two-to-one passing touch, um, to touchdown um, interception ratio. Kirk Cousins <clears throat> played very, very well last week. Not taking anything away from Kirk, but it's a little bit of a step up when it comes to efficiency on defense because turnover differential, San Francisco ranks 11th in the, um, in the league. Um so they do take the ball away when you got somebody like a crafty veteran like uh, Richard Sherman back there, uh, you know, navigating the back end of their defense. Then you got the front four where they don't even have to blitz because they got Bosa. They got all these first-round draft picks in the front lines. You you get why I'm leaning towards them being a double-digit win on NBC tonight at 435, um, uh, 4.35 that game will be taking place tonight. So I, I'm I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers when it comes to that particular game. Now to move on to the next game, we got Baltimore versus Tennessee. 
let's just run through the numbers again. Passing, um, Tennessee is a little bit better at the pass game, but we know Tannehill is not the presumption, presumptive MVP like Lamar Jackson is. Then you got the rushing game, first in rushing. Baltimore's first in rushing, but here's the kicker. Baltimore is first in rushing. And when I say San Francisco's second in rushing, and they got 1,500 yards rushing. Hold on one second. My screen is messing up a little bit. But Baltimore's second in rushing. I mean, Baltimore's first in rushing. They're ahead in rushing by, I believe, about 500 yards rushing per game, which is amazing in itself. What are you doing? And Baltimore's first in scoring, while Tennessee is 10th in scoring yards, um, points allowed. Baltimore gives up three, three less points per game. That's another key stat to look at, too. And then yards against Baltimore is fourth in the NFL, while Minnesota, um, Tennessee is lagging behind at 21st. Baltimore gets more sacks um, and more pressures than um, Tennessee as well. Offensively, Baltimore ranks second. Now, they were 27th in passing, but ranked second. That's how they make up the gap. They're a running team, and you only get to see this pitch one time. And when you have disciples of Bill Belichick facing off against this particular offense, going back, you had the Dolphins who faced off against them. Bill Belichick faced off against them. And now you're looking at Tennessee facing off against them as well. These are three different pitches going against the Lamar Jackson-led offense. But when three pitches go off against the Lamar Jackson-led offense, none of them were effective, or the first two definitely weren't effective. Um, the Dolphins got blown out. And so did the Patriots at home. Both of these teams were at home versus the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens literally sat them down each time. So you got the Patriots going against the Ravens. The Patriots lost 37 to 20, and that wasn't even close. Brady had a couple garbage time touchdowns. And then the Dolphins, of course. Ooh, child. <laughs> the Dolphins gave up 59 to 10. So similar defensive sets. Mike Rabel runs to Bill Belichick. So that's why it was so much easier for him to face off against Brady because Brady's a pocket passer. That won't be the case versus Baltimore. Now, these boys come in and they hit. Don't get it twisted. They hit. Um, this is going to be a very physical game. We're going to see if Lamar can actually protect himself. Um, but at the end of the day, is it Lamar protecting himself more so than Tennessee just being caught off guard on skates? They have Hollywood Brown to take the um, lid off the defense. And then they have Andrews in the middle along with um, – a couple of other good receivers, Boykin and and uh, gosh, I'm losing my my bearings right now. But all in all, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm still, like I said, getting over this illness. All in all, you got Andrews, you got Derrick Henry. I mean, Lamar Jackson. You have uh, Mark Ingram. It's, it's just too overwhelming, my personal opinion, for the Baltimore Ravens to lose this game versus the Tennessee Titans. You got a lot of experts saying this is going to be closer than what we actually think. I think it's going to be closer, too. I don't think – I would take the points. If I was a betting man, 
I would take Tennessee plus uh, minus the 10. But because this is not, you know, betting, I still think the Ravens win by seven points. I think this game is going to be the fastest played game when it comes to clock um, that's going to be on the board. So this game, normally games last between three and a half and four hours. I think this will be on the lower end. It'll be around a three and a half hour, three hour and 15 minute game because both teams run the ball effectively. You got Derrick Henry, the rushing leader, but Lamar Jackson's sixth in the league in rushing. <laughs> and then Mark Ingram is 10th in the league in rushing. Now you get where I'm coming from. They balance that out. And then Lamar Jackson can air it out to Hollywood Brown or Andrews. So, you, you and also Willie Sneed as well as on his offense as well, who can get open in the middle, uh, mid to intermediate game. So you don't have Logan Ryan or someone big enough to deal with Andrews over the middle. Kenny Vaccaro is no, no slouch, but he can't handle Andrews. And then it, it just seems to me that Baltimore has just enough to get over the hump in this game and make it to the next round of the playoffs. Now, moving on to the NFL schedule. Tomorrow's game, Texans versus Chiefs. Again, uh, I don't want to be biased here. I don't have a team, a dog in any of these fights. Please understand this. But it seems like I'm I'm leaning towards the favorite again. Kansas City is at home. Um, now, I do love Deshaun Watson and things he does for the Houston Texans. But after looking at how they played against Buffalo, when I thought that they should have dogged Buffalo, but the better team ended up winning. They let this happen against Kansas City tomorrow night. I'm sorry, tomorrow at 3.05 Eastern. Um, They're not winning this game. They can't go down 16 points versus Kansas City. Matter of fact, they can't go down more than seven to Kansas City. As much as I respect Deshaun Watson, Kansas City has been playing really good football lately. I mean, really good football on both sides of the ball. Tyron Matthew used to play in the system with Houston last year. And now he's over in Kansas City. So he has a little bit of a leg up. He's seen Deshaun Watson in practice. He can kind of help facilitate that load, even though Deshaun beat um, Kansas City before um, during the season. Let's just go back to that matchup to see what happened in that matchup so that they pulled that out 31 to um, 24. Just to take a little bit of a deeper dive, the great thing about it is they played each other. So in that game, Deshaun went down 17 to 3. But in the second quarter, they scored 20, they ran off 20 points. So by halftime, it was 23 to 17. And then it became 24 to 23. And then at the in the fourth quarter, Deshaun was missed the fourth quarter. And they ended up getting a last um, stitch touchdown with a two-point conversion to win that game. Now I said they can't fall behind, but that defense that they played before was one injury riddled. Number two, they didn't play like they did later on in the season. Just going back a little bit further. Let's just run off the last five games of the season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs won 31 to 21 versus a good Chargers team that finally had Derwin James back. Won 26 to 3, embarrassed the Bears, who had something to play for in week 16. Won 23-3 versus the Broncos. Drew Locke was on a hot streak. Didn't matter. Beat Brady at Foxborough 23-16. Nothing to sneeze at once again. And then embarrassed the Raiders when they had the division to play for. 40-9. Oh, and I'll go one back further. Beat the Chargers again 24-17. to 
So these are the last six games. 24-17, 49, 23-16, 23-3, 26-3, 31-21. Oh, and then you gave them a bye week, so now they're healthy. That's my thing. They're healthy now, and you gave them a bye week, and you see the difference in the defense. The most points they gave up was 21 points to the Chargers on the final week of the season when they were pulling players in and out of the game. But if you you just look at it, just points allowed, they're probably averaging points allowed around 16 points a game. And then for the season, they're averaging 19.3 points a game. So when they had that crazy, crappy start to the season where they were giving up 26, 28, 30, 24 <laughs> points to the Texans prior to them getting healthy, now you see where I'm coming from. Mahomes missed two games as well, so the Office of State's um, stats are, don't dictate that as well. Passing yards, he was still fifth in the league. While passing yards, the Texans were 15th. Um and then sacks um, The Chiefs are averaging 11 sacks a game I'm sorry are, are the 11th best sack team in the league Texans are 27th um, They're 6th in offense 17th in defense Texans are 13th and 28th um, Yards allow it, it, it just goes on and on Everything is in the Chiefs' favor At this point in time I just can't see myself not picking the favorite and I'm just trying to think, outside of Deshaun Watson and um, DeAndre Hopkins, who would you put on the Chiefs squad? Now, I do understand J.J. Watt is back, so I'm giving that some credence. I'm not saying this game is going to be a blowout, um, but it's the one that has the most potential to be one um, in this divisional round. I'm taking the Chiefs by four points. I'm saying that the game is going to probably be um, 28-24, Kansas City, and they ride off until the next round. Then we move on um, to Seattle and the Green Bay, which is the last game of the divisional round. And this is the one that's the most intriguing to me. Green Bay is getting the home favorite at three points. Um, I see why they're getting the home favorite at three points. Um we haven't seen Aaron Rodgers be the old Aaron Rodgers all year. And though I want to be that, you know, that one guy who says, oh, he's due and all this other crap, I'm not going to say that. I respect Seattle a little bit too much to actually say that. I think this game is a toss-up, and here's why. 14th, Seahawks ranked 14th in the past, Green Bay 17th. Fourth in rushing, Green Bay's 15th. Ninth in um, points, Green Bay's 15th. 24.4 points allowed. Green Bay gives up less than 20 points. Yards allowed. Seahawks is 26th. Green Bay's 18th. Sacks. Green Bay's 15th. Seahawks are almost dead last. Um, offensively, Seattle's a top 10 offense. Green Bay is barely 20th. <laughs> um, and then uh, turnover differential. Green Bay is third, but Seattle comes in at fourth. Seattle's a really good home, um, good road team this year. And something is telling me to pick Seattle, so I'm going to go with that something. This is the only home team that I think has a chance to lose this week, which is Green Bay. Green Bay, towards the end of the year, just to you know put something into context, towards the end of the year, Green Bay won 10-3, 24-17, 
21 to 16, 27 to 16, and 34 to 27. They lost to the Eagles, which was a bad loss. The teams that beat them, though, could run the ball up the middle. The Vikings were missing Dalvin Cook in that game versus Green Bay. Um, the Bears haven't generated a run game all season. The Broncos never had a run game to begin with. Um, so you get where I'm coming from here. And they didn't play Seattle this year, so we just don't have a head-to-head matchup to really go off of. But I think that Russell Wilson can pull out some magic. If him and Marshawn Lynch can get the ball rolling a little bit with the run game, a little bit of Russell Wilson running the more ball more in the um, in this end of the second, basically to close out the halves, the second quarter and the fourth quarter, with Marshawn Lynch in the run game trying to get involved just a little bit, I think that Seattle can win this game. So I'm picking Seattle in this one. Um, things are just statistically too close, and I. It's not that I don't trust Aaron Rodgers and what they built in Green Bay. What I'm saying is, is that because things are so close in every statistical measure, you kind of got to go with your gut. And I'm going to go with my gut and say that Green Bay probably shouldn't have had the time off. And the only other team that can make them pay, in my personal opinion, is the 49ers. Green Bay should pull this out. But I'm picking Seattle because everything in my mind is telling me that Seattle is going to pull this out. So those are my picks. I'm picking Seattle over Green Bay. I'm picking the Chiefs over the Texans. I'm picking Baltimore over Tennessee. And I'm picking San Francisco over Minnesota. Thanks again for listening to the program. This is your host, Ron Wells, coming to you live from the MyBillReview.com studios. Again, I thank you guys for all the listens. I really do appreciate you. Um, it's just been helpful. You know, everybody's been giving me good feedback, even the negative feedback that I've been getting. We're going to overcome that again. We're going to have a reaction to these games, um, at the end of the weekend, probably dropping on Monday. Also, I'm going to give you the, um, the college football playoff final, um, preview on Monday as well, or Sunday as well. One of the two is going to be coming out. I want to thank you again for listening to the program. Again, this is your host, Ron Wells, coming to you live from the MyBillReview.com studios. Again, Minnesota is losing to San Francisco. Baltimore is going to take it against Tennessee. Chiefs are going to win against the Texans. And Seattle, Seattle is going to beat Green Bay. Thanks again for listening.